Hey, before we get started today, I wanted to mention that today's show is sponsored by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com. That's Geico.com. And we thank Geico for sponsoring this very special edition of Arn. And we hope you're enjoying Arn revisiting his formative years in the wrestling business as much as we are. Let's let the good times roll. Thanks to Geico. Pardon the interruption, but I just wanted to tell you really quick about two of the best ways to support the Arn Show. One is to pick up a shirt from ArnShirts.com, and the other is to grab a gimmick from BoxAgimmicks.com. It's the official store of the Arn Show. You not only support the show financially, but you get to show off your fandom to others, helping spread the word about one of your favorite podcasts. So check out ArnShirts.com and BoxAgimmicks.com, and thank you for being a listener to the Arn Show. August is here, and there's no better time to be a part of adfreeshows.com than right now. It's all the content at your fingertips early and ad-free, and it's not just the incredible podcast you already subscribe to. No, that's just the beginning. We have hours of weekly bonus content, live interactive events, happy hours, and even now, for the first time ever, We are in the thick of planning our very first in-person Top Guy experience for our premier members. Labor Day weekend in Chicago, Illinois, the same weekend as AEW All Out. Yes, Jeff Jarrett, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, Eric Bischoff, and friends. Yes, I said friends. We'll be joining our top guys and gals for a weekend event they will never forget. So sign up today over at adfreeshows.com and commit to being a part of the next one because this isn't the last. Oh no, the party is just getting started. So take the plunge. I guarantee there is a tier that is right for you right now over at adfreeshows.com. Can you believe August is already here? It feels like 2021 is just slipping through our fingers. Don't let a bunch of cash slip through your fingers. Keep more of your own money at SaveWithConrad.com. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners just like you all across the nation save tens of thousands of dollars. If you can hear my voice and you're in a 30-year loan or you have credit card debt or a second mortgage, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It really is a matter of how much. Just ask Tyrus in Wyoming, Michigan. He left us a 4.67 review and he had this to say, Jimmy made things easy. Being able to text was a lifesaver, such an easy experience. How about this five-star review from Smyrna, Delaware, David and Diane from Conrad's team were outstanding. I found out in January that my landlord wanted out of the rental business, but I love my house. As a fan of Conrad's podcast, I decided to give first family a call. I never wanted to be a homeowner before and didn't even know it was a possibility. David dealt with all the details and despite a number of complications, he and Diane kept going through the options until we made it work. We closed this month and I couldn't be happier with first family. Here's another five-star review. This one comes to us from Daniel Frank. You, he says, Conrad and his team always answered my questions and made me buying my first home, truly an unforgettable experience. How about Jared over in East Canton, Ohio? He left us a five-star review at SaveWithConrad.com, And he had this to say. I contacted Derek last year and after looking at my information, 
we decided to work on my credit a bit and try again in a few months. Derek gave me a few tips that increased my score to give me the best rate possible. We were able to knock nearly $200 off of my monthly payment and two months without a payment definitely made for a better summer vacation for both me and my family. I'd recommend first family mortgage to anyone looking to refinance. Listen, no matter what your situation is, first family mortgage can help. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some money, we won't waste your time, but we also won't say no. We'll say not yet, but here's how go check out our reviews. See for yourself what people are saying about savewithconrad.com at conradreviews.com. And then find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. And hey, if you'd like to give us a call, we'll even pay for the call. It's toll free at 888-425-0105 or shoot me an email at conrad at savewithconrad.com. And now let's get to the show. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster. He is Double A. He is the enforcer. He is Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? I'm always good, sir. As long as I am uh, co-hosting with you, well, is good. I appreciate that compliment. It has been a fun year. We've sort of flip-flopped the format. We're going back to your roots. And we're breaking it down month by month. Join us today as we journey through uh, June of 1985 and we get things kicked off with TV in Atlanta. And man, this is uh, a big time for you. Just to add context, it's now officially been revealed that you are not only an Anderson, uh, but you're going to be teaming with Ole Anderson, who you grew up watching on TV as a, as a young Georgia wrestling fan. And not only are y'all teaming together. You're actually the national tag team champ. So it's a big time in your career and you're working for arguably the second biggest promoter in the whole country. Uh, it's come down to what is essentially a two horse race, sir. Sure. The AWA and bill Watts and world-class are still around, but it was really hard to compete with WTBS. It was not called the Superstation by accident. The market penetration there is not just a syndicated show here or there. And certainly mid Atlantic and Jim Crockett promotions had that, but this is nationwide, baby. In fact, worldwide. I mean, folks abroad, were seeing what you guys were doing. Absolutely. And you know, we were, if you go back and listen to the last couple of podcasts, we've been skipping around, you know, all over the country, you know, Jim Crockett promotions is trying to figure out with that new television, where it's going and what the immediate, you know, effects are and where are some good towns. And, you know, we're kind of been skipping around. They're just trying to figure, okay, we've got that television that goes everywhere. Now, what are the markets that are still hot left over from either Georgia championship wrestling or whatever? So 
lot of it, you know, exploratory work going on at this time. What is this particular TV? What is the date? Do you have that there? We're going to be talking about June 1st, 1985. Uh, this is where we had the whole Brett Sawyer thing. And we sort of teased that before, but what a segment it was. Uh, I believe it's a singles match with you and Larry Clark, but after the bout, that's when things really come to a head. Let's, uh, let's actually go ahead and uh, take a listen right now. This is uh, a clip from Arn Anderson versus Larry cook that would have aired on July the 8th or sorry, June the 8th, but it was filmed on the first, I believe. As you've probably picked up by now, Arn was putting over a lot of people back in the day, uh, but not as often as we're putting over Geico. Ha <laughs> ha. Gotcha. Go save some money at Geico.com. You'd be glad you did. In the ring now, a man, Brett, you've been talking about, Iron Anderson. He's a local individual, and he's very good. You know, he wouldn't be wearing that strap around his waist, but I'm just here, you know, to sit, you know, just to look things over. And uh, they tried to take my brother's eyesight, which I said before, is uh, your eyesight is you cannot get back. Well, now we see that. So we've got Brett Sawyer on commentary. And, um, of course, the match is going to start here, and I don't expect that this will be a long bout, uh, but I've, I've always been fascinated by the, the way you used to build heat with this type of situation where you've got a guy who you're essentially in a blood feud with, and he's doing commentary just a few feet away from you in a studio. How, how do you, how do you make that believable where, man, I hate this guy, but boy, I just can't wait to get my hands on him. He's well, he's about 10 feet away from me. Well, the, the rules and the laws and the regulations, you know, that govern uh, not only the company you work for, NWA, but Turner Broadcasting has rules. And you can't just come out and interrupt everything anytime you want was, was the idea that you had to, you know, if you're on a promo and a guy's in the ring, for the most part, you got to be a professional and not get involved in it. Of course, we know that from time to time that it's not the case. Well, let's take a listen here. You've just, uh, picked up the win with the gourd buster and, uh, well, this is where things start to pick up. Down and the winner of the match is Art Anderson winning the match over Larry Clark. Ah, uh, he is very cocky. Arn okay. Anderson, the w wait a minute, here he comes. Arn Anderson, here he now Brett Sawyer is still here, and here comes the winner of the match, Arn Anderson. Do I want to know something, Dennis the Menace. You're out here looking so pretty and cute with your chubby little cheeks. Where's Big Brother at, huh? Where's One-Eyed Buzz? Where's the One-Eyed Mullet, huh? Probably taking a shower. Yeah, if you smelled his breath lately, he needs to shower and to brush his teeth a little bit, too. Where's he at? That's what I don't know. He's out here flapping his jaw about what he's going to do to Anderson. Where is he? Taking a shower. Yeah, he's taking a shower. Taking a shower. Oh, my goodness, he blindsided him. Who wants some of me? Let's get it out here. I don't think, I really don't think he's going to win that. So you approached Brett Sawyer and slapped him. Sawyer took a bump, the podium fell over, and now he's taken his polo shirt off and climbed into the ring in jeans. You're coming after him in your full ring gear. And he very quickly 
has uh, gotten on top of you and now uh, throwing some punches. You guys are rolling around. Chaos has ensued. And just to remind everybody, the uh, one-eyed mullet, as you called him, as his kinfolk, Buzz Sawyer. This is Brett Sawyer. This is a pretty hot angle here. And they are legitimate brothers. You can just look at the facial features to see that, you know. And Buzz was the bigger brother. Brett was the younger brother. And that's a direct path to get to Buzz in those days if you wanted to attack little brother. Which Brett was was, was a talented, you know, wrestler besides that. But, you know, Buzz Sawyer was a man-eater. You've just thrown uh, Brett to the outside of the ring. You're standing over him now on the concrete. It's like you're going to be setting up. Oh, and there it is. The gourd buster on the concrete floor. Uh, obviously that's a big move. And then bam, there it is. The big punt that you had teased down goes Sawyer. He's just fallen. Like he's been shot. What a big moment in your career. You know, you start the fight and then man, you finish the fight in a big way. But the man in the head will end most traps. I would imagine it did this one. Uh, it was something that I didn't do all the time, obviously, or even regularly. You know, it's you're taking a chance there. You know, that could end up being worse than what I even intended. I had evil intentions for that, but you certainly don't want a guy to be crippled, I guess is the right word. That That's not the right way to handle anything but you know it got pretty heated and that happened and that went in my memory banks and would be pulled out years decades later as a gift to randy orton you know we've heard arn say that uh, wearing a fedora back in the day was heat well heat with me is not going to geico.com what are you waiting for you're throwing your money away and you can save when you bundle at geico.com of course dick slater comes out and uh and makes the save and uh, you guys jump in the ring for just a moment, and now we're going to hear from Dick. Let me tell you something right now. This is going to come to an end. This is going to come to an end. I wasn't going to get myself involved. That's family you're messing with there. Now you're trying to take the eyesight from one person. And now what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, let me tell you something right now, Aaron Ole Anderson. And you look at me real close, and you believe this, and you better believe this well. The whole story is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. If you want to go after somebody, well, you're going to get it, because you're going to get it as strong and as heavy as you want to get it out. So when it comes down to it, I don't care where you gentlemen are. I'll show you what it takes. I'll show you how to be nasty. So strong words from Dick Slater there who made the big save. This is a big moment for you on TV. And of course you're going to go on to have so many big moments, but at this point, this has got to be one of the biggest moments. I mean, this is the biggest television audience and to established, you know, great performers and a hot angle. So talk me through what this must feel like for you as, as a young guy. Well, number one on, uh, on the legitimate shoot, Dick Slater was my idol. I, uh, I wanted to pattern myself after him. He was a hundred percent legitimate killer in and out of the ring. 
they were the biggest opponents, he and Buzz, that I had been involved in in my career, highest profile. Uh, and I knew it going out on that television, what had just happened, you had a sense, you had a feeling that, that you know, maybe we went too far, maybe we didn't just far enough. Uh, but you knew that angle now had a personal issue. And as you know, Conrad, growing up as a wrestling fan, that's the one, the one with the personal issue is the one that captured the audience, captured their, you know, hey, I got to go see that. And your emotions were wrapped up in it. Was it just on the books or good wrestling match on paper? Now it had something you could sink your teeth into. And they were, they were high-profile opponents. Dick Slater and Buzz Sawyer, myself and Ole Anderson, you know, with a personal issue, man, it's it's time to, let's get with it. And we're not done on this single episode, by the way. Uh, Ole is not here for this show, but Arn is, and he's going to come out, and he's got some things to say about what happened earlier in the day. Let's take a listen. Bring in here with us now one half of the national tag team champion, Arn Anderson, and you really, really have made some people very, very angry. You know, Tony Giovanni, Ole Anderson is not here today. So he sent me down to once again represent the Andersons as we always do in high fashion. Now then, Brett Sawyer, you want to come out here with your pretty little dimples, your hair all combed, looking so sweet. You want to come down because we roughed Big Brother Buzz up. Well, brother, Ole, wherever you're at, you're watching this. I know you are wallowing with pride because not only did I bust little Brett up, they sent out Buzz and Dick Slater. They're going to try it three on one this time. You understand what I'm saying? Well, let me explain something to you, Slater. Buzz, Brett Sawyer, Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, and I'm not forgetting you, Manuel Fernandez. Anytime you want to come after these, right here. Let's get a close up of these right here. You do it in the ring. You don't send three out on one. You come out face us two on two. We are the first family. You're out here talking about family. The Andersons are the first family. If you want these, you got to earn them. And anybody that comes to get what I got is going to get the same thing. Cute little Dennis and Menace, Brett Sawyer got. Tony Giovanni, it's been your pleasure once again. That's from Arn Anderson. We are coming right back. So that is, uh, something that you filmed on June 1st, it would air on June 8th. And we know years later, as uh, Jim Crockett would continue to grow and prosper, they would record that morning and man, it would be live that afternoon, but, uh, that is not the case here. We're still filming a week ahead, but man, what a big moment. And, uh, you know, we, we you mentioned the, the punt and the historical significance that you're eventually going to pass that on to Randy Orton. But how did you come up with the punt? Was that something you did on your own? Or was this advice from somebody in the back who said, Hey, what if it's just something popped into my head? You know, I've, I've always been a proponent and it took me a while to figure it out on promos and matches, uh, and angles do something that you are confident you can do well, whether it's physically or as a promo, less has always been more. And if you do something that is 100% believable, credible, executed, 100% of your ability, you don't need to do 10 things. Just do one or two things well, 
And I had this picture in my mind, you know, if you've ever seen, you know, some cowboy bar fights and seen a man get kicked in the head, punted in the head with a pair of cowboy boots, man, it's like a watermelon exploding. And it's one of those things that ends pretty much every fight. And uh, that's what I had in mind for this one. And it was not some, you know, 450 off the top to the floor with a half twist. It was just a punt in the head. But it was the uh, initiation of what would be a very violent personal issue. So it worked. Was there anybody who was nervous about you doing the punt? I mean, obviously you're a professional, but this is probably not something that you learned down at wrestling school, or is it? Nope, absolutely not. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that just pops in your head and you, you go to execute it and you try your best to, you know, put some oomph in it. But again, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to kill somebody and there's that fine line and it's all about execution. And, uh, that day the execution was, it was there and, uh, it, uh, absolutely worked because I think buzz came out screaming like a banshee and, uh, you know, to see about his brother, he saw and felt exactly that, you know, something extraordinary had just happened and not in a good way. So if you, if you see what plays, I believe plays after that is buzz is running around like a crazy man. I got my bag and got out of there because you know, when you've done enough and you know, when you've done too much and when you've done too much, sometimes exiting the area is, uh, the smart thing to do. Let me spell it for you. G E I C O.com. That's Geico.com. Yep. No doubt about it. And you did, uh, the very next day you're going to land at the Omni. You're in the opening match against the Italian stallion. And of course you pick up the win. The main event that night is uh, Rick flair and Magnum TA at the time. Of course, TA is the U S champ and they go to a draw. Uh, and then based on the history of WWE.com's results, it looks like the next time we see you pop up is the seventh. You're in Township Auditorium. You're going to be teaming with Oli to take on Dusty Rhodes and Manny Fernandez. We've been telling a different kind of story uh, with you and Oli taking on Manny Fernandez and Thunderbolt Patterson and a few other folks. But now that you're in the ring with Dusty Rhodes, and I'm not saying this is the first time it had happened, but man, Dusty Rhodes was arguably the biggest star that you saw on TV growing up, right? I mean, a real uh, icon in professional wrestling in Georgia. Uh, you're not kidding. He weighs the, you know, he'll go down in history as one of the top superstars of all time. Any way you want to slice it, drawing power, um, you know, uh, star power, you name it. Dusty Rhodes was was in that top five of guys that'll you know go on the mountain uh, and being in the ring with it was never. No matter how many times I wrestled him, it was never lost on me what a superstar rub I was getting by being in the ring with Dusty Rhodes, for sure. Whether it was in a single match or his choice of partners or tag matches or whatever, you just you could see the audience, you could feel the audience, and you just felt, you know, what was going on. It, it was a big deal. It was as big as anything else of that time. Let's talk a little bit about the next match because it's in Greensboro. And uh, again, this is June 8th, 1995. This is the home 
of Starcast. Uh, easy for me to say Starcade. The main event though is going to be Flair versus Landell. So they're trying something different, the Battle of the Nature Boys. But you're trying something different here too. You've got a match with Pat Tanaka. Pat Tanaka is a guy that uh, we don't talk about very much these days, but almost everyone who worked with him talks about him in such glowing terms. Uh, what do you remember of your matches with Pat? Yeah, Pat was very talented. Pat was what we called in those days a star maker. He wasn't positioned, you know, on the top of the card, but whoever Pat went to the ring with was better for it after it was over. You know, he, he knew how to make a match. He knew how to make a guy, a, a star that, that he was working with and he knew how to take care of himself and he, you know, could take some incredible bumps out there. Uh, he could really shine a guy up. And when it was time to get his offense, you know, he had some things that were very credible. So I don't think anybody that ever wrestled with Pat Tanaka came out of the ring going, well, that was the shits. That was never the case. The guy was, was very talented. Why don't you think he gets more recognition these days? Was he just too far ahead of his time? No. Um, I think it was a, you know, as always people remember you for the feud you're in and the rub that you get by being in angles with specific guys and just those, those matches that are either so violent or so technically incredible or, or so bloody or, or it just happened to be that, that the angle surrounding it was just so strong. I just don't think Pat was ever a guy that was involved in those upper echelon matches that, that make you remember. All right. So here's something you probably already knew. Lord knows I discovered it a long time ago. You sleep better when it's cooler in your house. And if you're like me, I've been cranking down the temperature on my thermostat right before I go to bed for, I don't know, like 20 years. And then somebody came along in the last month or so and changed my life. You see, I realized there's no telling how much energy and how much cash I'm wasting as I'm going ahead and, uh, cooling off the whole house just so I could sleep better. Turns out I've never slept in the dining room. I've never slept in the kitchen, although it looks like it. And I've never slept in the office, but I would crank down the thermostat and man, this whole floor would have to be 67 degrees in order for me to sleep. Not anymore. How about this little life hack? Chili Sleep is here to make your life so much easier. Chili Sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well being. What we're talking about is science, Daddy. They have told us for years the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering your core body temperature. You see, temperature controlled deep sleep is going to restore that testosterone level, repair your muscles after a hard day's work, and improve your cognitive function so you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Chili Sleep hooked me up, man. Now I've got the Uller, and you could get the Uller or the Cube Sleep System. They're hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. Now they actually recommend you set it somewhere between like 65 and 68. I crank mine all the way down to low. I want it to feel like I'm on a glacier, baby. I sleep so good with this. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. Now these sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep and stay asleep and give you confidence and energy to power through your day. 
Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili Sleep has made that happen for me and they can make it happen for you. For an even extra layer of comfort, they also make something called the Chili Blanket, which is the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. Head on over to chilisleep.com forward slash Arn to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for Arn listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com, chilisleep.com slash Arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. This has been a home run in the Anderson household. It's a home run in the Thompson household, and you're going to love it in yours. It's chilisleep.com forward slash Arn. That's C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash Arn. Please try this. You will love it. It's going to make you feel better. And I think it's going to save you some money. I feel like it's lowering my energy costs and saving me some cash. It's better for everybody. It's a win-win. I'm sleeping better. Don't sleep on chilisleep.com slash Arn. This uh, show in Greensboro is notable for a lot of reasons, not just your match with Pat Tanaka or Flair's match with Landell, but there's an interesting match that happens here. It's Dusty Rhodes teaming with Magnum TA to take on Tully Blanchard and Abdullah the Butcher. And prior to the match, Baby Doll, who at this point is with Tully Blanchard, is going to confront Dusty Rhodes. Dusty's going to grab and rip her dress, so she has to go backstage. But ultimately, when she comes back out, ta-da! She throws a fireball at Dusty's face. This turns into a major angle. All the baby faces come out, help him backstage. And they even show him getting into a pickup truck and being driven to the hospital. What do you remember about this fireball that baby doll threw at Dusty? Well, that's about as dangerous a woman as you will find, you know, most of them will have you arrested, divorce you, hit you in the back of the head with the frying pan. <laughs> Fire Paul, pretty extreme. Baby doll was never a victim. That's for sure. You know, she would get in there and she was a big, strong lady. Uh, and she didn't mind mixing it up with the guys. So you never felt like baby doll was, was a victim. And just like this situation, I mean, ripping someone's, you know, dress in today's world would be assault and battery. In those days, she probably had done more than a mountain of nasty things to uh, to deserve some kind of rebuttal. Uh, throwing a fireball, I guess, is, is up there with them. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. You're going to uh, go ahead and be in singles action the next week on TV uh, this would be filmed for worldwide. You would take on Shelby Burke. And then it looks like a, uh, a tag match Arn and Ole against the Italian stallion and Joe Lightfoot would make the big broadcast, but there's another piece of business there where we would see Magnum TA and Ric Flair, uh, in a hot issue. And, uh, we should also mention that as they're sort of running through what's possible there, they're talking about Flair, not only being the world champion, but showing clips and newspaper clippings of his, uh, crash, his plane crash from 1995, 
but ultimately you, you referred to yourself, you guys as the first family of professional wrestling, if you will. And, uh, Arn and Ole are going to come out and save the day for the nature boy against Magnum. Let's take a listen here. Tell me Ric Flair, when he was in the hole, he reversed it. He reversed it. And that was the end of him. Magnum was giving a, Magnum's got him up. Atomic drop. Down goes Flair. Oh no. The Anders will go to the ring. for you oh my goodness what the oh no oh that was right on the back of the neck of magnum look at flair slapping magnum around oh i can't believe it somebody's got to do something here he's got him down by the hair somebody's got to do something there goes slater there goes slater and slater oh my goodness the fact remains the fact no no you know what it is I don't know about that, but I know one thing. Magnum is going to hold on to this $1,000 because Flair did not beat him in 10 minutes. I think we may have a portion of this match on slow motion once again. I want to see what happened once again. Well, it's a part that you. So it's a big angle here. Of course, the idea is. Flair had a thousand dollars on the line that Magnum couldn't beat him in 10 minutes. The match, an impromptu match happens when it looks like the champ is in trouble out comes quote unquote family. Here come Ole and Arn. And at this time, I think uh, Flair was positioned as you guys cousin and you're going to uh, help him save the world title, a big moment for Magnum. And uh, obviously a big moment for you, uh, you're brushing up against the, the traveling NWA world champion here. Well, the seeds are being planted for what's to come as far as the four horsemen go. You know, it's it's one of those situations where it was family, you know, uh, only myself, Rick, it was portrayed as cousins at that time, you know, but we were already starting to form a bond. You know, Ole and I were starting to jail. Got to remember Rick was very responsible for me being there in Jim Crockett promotions to which I was eternally grateful and very loyal and part of the team and whatever it called for, that's what it called for. And that's what's starting to to form in this situation. You could, you know, Tony Giovanni, me not sitting here watching it, but listening. Yeah. To the match, man, he was so good at telling you what you didn't see, what was going on, letting you know, describing exactly what the scenario was. Uh, so much excitement in Tony's voice and, you know, just clarity and, and explaining the picture to you. Do you own your home? Go to Geico.com. Do you rent your home? Go to Geico.com. Do you have a car? Go to Geico.com. Want to save some money? Go to Geico.com. Yeah. And what a way to close the show. I mean, I think the gist is, uh, Flair's cutting the promo and, and Magnum interrupts and says, Hey, I can beat, you know, I can beat him or Flair can't beat me in the, uh, the time that remains. And I think they went around 10 minutes. So, uh, you're out there to, to help him save his title and save face and et cetera, et cetera. And when the, when the three on one happens, boy, Talk about good writing. The guys who come save Magnum are the two guys you and Oli have a hot issue with Dick Slater and Buzz Sawyer. And of course that's going to lead to a bunch of matches on the road. Uh, but the next time I can see in the results here, uh, from the history of WWE.com and our great friends over there, 
as, uh, you working mostly TV matches in this era. The next time, uh, that we pop up is the June 22nd, mid Atlantic television taping from Hampton, Virginia, uh, which I believe would have happened on June 21st, 1985. And you're going to be beating Danny Brown here, uh, with the gourd buster. Um, are you happy with the way, you know, this is progressing or at any point in this summer of 85, are you second guessing, you know, the creative direction? No, but we we should back up because it's not in the records, obviously, nor should it be, but it's a big day in my life. Um, June the 14th, uh, I went to Rome, Georgia. I managed to get a day or two off there and got married. Well, that explains why you're not on the shows. You took a little break to go get married. Yes, sir. We went, uh, had no money at that time. We, uh, we got married at the justice of the peace. My good friend, Bob Moss was, uh, my best man. And in a luxury honeymoon, we went to one of the famous restaurants out there. You want to guess? Uh, okay. Okay. it's a seafood restaurant, red lobster. <laughs> yes, sir. So, <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, the big shot, Arn Anderson took his wedding party, all three of us to red lobster, garlic biscuits for the win, baby cheddar Bay biscuits. Can I get an extra basket of those biscuits? I just got married. Well, yes, sir. You can. Oh man. I don't know why I guessed that or how I guessed that, but that was tremendous. Cause you know, there's not a lot of, you know, Rome is kind of inland. Yeah, you know? that's fair. <laughs> you don't have a lot of, you don't have a lot of shrimp boats pulling up to docks and fishing boats pulling up to docks where it goes right off of there to the restaurant. It was pretty much, it was a big deal to me. And, uh, that kind of started the ball rolling on, you know, my personal life. And, uh, that was where I was for a couple of those days. I can't imagine having more than more than two, but good way to spend you for a couple of days off, I guess. Uh, you know, when you, when you take this time off, you've told us about, uh, justice of the peace and, and red lobster. Do you also ask for the week off? Do you go on some sort of low key honeymoon? That would have been the kiss of death. Here's a question from Conrad in Huntsville. He wants to know, how do you save money? Ah, you bundle your policies, both home and auto at Geico.com. Duh. If you just think about what we just heard and what we just talked about, I just got through in the rotation of Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, Dick Slater, Buzz Sawyer. Man, when you're in that mix, you ain't going to miss one single day of it. It's, uh. A crazy time in your personal life, in your professional life. And, uh, of course we're examining mostly professional. Let's take a listen to your promo that would have happened on worldwide. So this wouldn't have been the TBS taping. This is the syndicated show. And we're going to hear from Arn Anderson on the June 22nd edition of that program. Here we go. Championship prices are in effect for these bouts. I'd like to speak with Arn Anderson now. Uh, you know, Jackie Crockett, <clears throat> Oli's home. He didn't deem it necessary to even show up today to explain to you people what exactly he's going to do to 
to the little short, stocky Pez Whiteley. Now, Pez, everybody knows about your amateur background. They know exactly what you did in college. They know what you've achieved so far as a professional wrestler. The only thing you haven't seemed to achieve, Pez, is in a mentality quotient. Because, brother, as you know, and as I know, Ole Anderson does not like your kind. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't like you one bit. So what he'll do is he'll take out a lot of frustration on you just for being you and then for being an opponent. Now, once all that's said and done, you get out here, you've got Mr. Unpredictable. You got a one-time chance, Slater. Make it your best. I don't think you can handle a cousin of the Andersons. Jackie Crockett being the stick man, not something we've seen a lot of on TBS, but here it is on worldwide. What do you remember about that? Wow. I remember it being Jackie was weird enough. Jamie, Jackie was a, a cameraman. Yeah. Uh, he was not an announcer and he was just kind of off to the side. And I got a feeling he might've been just filling in. I don't know. It was not something that he did on a regular basis, but it, it was really, really weird. Whereas I look back at it now. What's the hold up? Do you need me to spell it out for you? It's G E I C O.com. That's where you save money. Geico.com. You also are going to be involved in a uh, six man program here. Uh, June 22nd, it'll be Ric Flair. Of course, he's the world champion. And we've got the national tag champs, Ole and Arn, and what a six man group that is. But rather than taking on who you might imagine on TV, and maybe in a different era, perhaps, Dick Slater, Buzz Sawyer, and Magnum TA, it's another outfit the Italian Stallion, Pez Watley, and Rocky King. And unbelievably, you guys go 14 minutes when uh, Watley eventually submits to Ric Flair's figure four. Of course, that's after you hit him with the Gord Buster. At some point in the match though, Magnum TA is going to join Tony Schiavone on commentary. And then afterwards there's a, well, a bit of a dust up. Let's see if we can get to the, to the end of that, uh, Here's the that ma- match. What's up everyone. It's reality. Steve, your number one source for all things, bachelor nation and reality TV. Every day I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your bachelor nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The reality Steve podcast, part of the believe network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen. become a screaming madman. Here he is, they're trying to totally injure a man, a man that has a great future professional wrestler. He could probably be taken out right here, yet they continue to punish that leg. They're trying to put this man up, and there's no sportsmanlike contact here. There's no pride in what they're doing. They're just a vicious wrestling machine trying to hurt somebody. There's no doubt about that. Rocky King, look at, look at Rocky trying to fight, but he, he is working on only one leg now. Rocky is in a lot of pain. There's that. Suplexer, the Gord Buster, as Arn Anderson likes to call it, and now the world champion. Rocky King's leg is really in a lot of pain. Look at Rocky. Oh, is he in a lot of pain? And now Flair hooks in that figure four. King's leg is already injured, Magnum. And look out. Look at the smirk on Flair's face. Look how happy they are. That's the bell. That's it. 
doesn't have the hair. Oh no! Here comes Ric Flair. Here comes Ric Flair. Magnum is here with us. I think you can see it on your screen. Wait a minute now. It's three on one. All three of them. Magnum. Well, I don't want to. I don't. Oh, hold on. Magnum's taking his vest off. Here comes Dick Slater and Boogie Woogie. In came the boogie woogie man and Dick Slater. And I mean, they took a backseat that time. So there you go. Uh, the six man team is starting to build at this point. I mean, obviously we're, we're predating the horseman. There hasn't been some sort of booking committee or some formal get together, some grandiose plan of, Hey, we're going to put Tully with these guys and make them the horseman. At this point, it's really just family. It's Oli, Arn and flair, right? Yeah, Tully was not part of the uh, equation whatsoever. It's just the Andersons and that tie against, uh, you know, and with Rick, supporting Rick and whatever was going on. You know, you said something earlier. You, you said that that match, you know, you would think it would be Buzz Sawyer, Dick Slater, and Dusty Rhodes. These days, right? but back then you had to buy a ticket to see that, right? Absolutely. I don't, that's that was the beauty of our business. Heels owned television. That was where you got your heat, put yourself in a position to be dominant and uh, draw money. And you would not give away a match like that. You know, that was saved for big shows, super shows, big events, and you had to pay to see those. And you could see those in the markets the bigger markets, uh, in those days, uh, you wouldn't send a match like that down to a, a small market or just give it away. And that was the beauty. And you know what? Wrestling fans had no problem paying for those matches because that's the only way you could see them. All right. Let's talk about some cash, man. We've talked a lot about money and payoffs here on R in the more recent weeks. And now I'm here to talk to you about how to make some more money. If you've been paying attention to crypto over the last few years, you've probably seen it's just gone bananas. It feels like everybody I know has gotten into it, except me. I looked around and I wondered, is this like a secret or exclusive club? Because it's not like you can just run down to your local banker and sign up for this stuff, right? But Coinbase believes that everyone everywhere should be able to get in the door. So whether you've been trading for years or maybe you're just getting started, Coinbase can help. Now, Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell, and spend, spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app. So you can trade securely and monitor all your crypto in one place. Millions of people in over a hundred countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. So whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase for a limited time. New users can get $5 in free Bitcoin. When you sign up today at coinbase.com forward slash Arn. sign up at coinbase.com forward slash Arn for $5 in free Bitcoin. Now this offer is for a limited time only. So be sure to sign up today. 
That's coinbase.com forward slash Arn. Hey, did you go to geico.com yet? The next day, June 23rd, you guys are back in the Omni and now you're going to be working second from the top. As a reminder, when we saw you at the Omni earlier in the month and man, think about that just as a sentence work in the Omni twice in a month, uh, business is hot to be doing that. But anyway, here you are, uh, and what a match it's going to be because we're going to have the, uh, the confrontation finally come to fruition. Ole and Arn versus Dick Slater and Buzz Sawyer. And you guys pick up the win. The main event, of course, is Magnum TA and Ric Flair. Magnum gets the win by DQ, but actually paying this feud off after the big punt and the big hot angle on TV. And now it finally happens. That's got to be a good feeling. Well, yeah. And you know what? The fact that those guys didn't take the heat off of us and beat us, that we beat them, it just made you want to see it again. No one was satisfied with that from a fan perspective. Lansing, Michigan on June 25th, you guys are in the main event this time, Dick and buzz pick up the win, but it's by DQ over you and Oli. more of the same in Steubenville, Ohio. This time it's not for JCP. It's actually for Georgia championship wrestling. So your main eventing a couple of different territories here, which is a nice thing, but then we're back on June 29th, 1985 doing TV. Uh, this time we would see Arn and Oli team up to take on Alan Martin and Joe Smith. And, uh, we've got some, uh, some clips from there as well. I also want to play, uh, some, some promos as we cruise into July, but let's very briefly go ahead and play, uh, some audio from that tag match. And in the ring, you're going to see Roy George, Alan Martin against Ole and Iron Anderson and Iron Anderson starts to work on him right now. This team of Ole and Iron, they can wrestle. They can maw you like the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. That's what they call themselves, and you can see why. Right now, he's got got him in that sugar, and he switches around. So you're working on the arm as all Anderson matches started. Um, and, and I wanted to ask, in terms of the dynamic of working a studio match like this, uh, what's it like from a timing standpoint? As you're, I mean, I know these days they say, okay, We've got an agent. We're going to assign you guys this agent for this match. We're thinking so-and-so minutes. Hey, did you go to Geico yet? Get a quick quote. See how much you can save for free at Geico.com. And you've told us before when it came to programming a WWE show, the, the time of the match would include the entrance and the post-match. So you've got to figure it all out and sort of work backwards to time the show. What's it like in these more simpler times here in TBS and 85? Well, you would be given an amount of time and, you know, the one thing you had to find out now is that five or six minutes or eight minutes or whatever it may be, or 10 minutes, you know, it it varied. Uh, Sometimes it was because of the strength of the opponent or whatever you had to find out. All right. Does that eight minutes is that we're going to come up on air and we're already in the ring or we're going to have an entrance uh, that comes out of that eight minutes. Are we going to have a promo afterwards that comes out of that eight minutes? So you had to kind of break it down that TV, you know, TBS, that time was valuable and worth a lot to a guy's career worth a lot of money. Uh, as far as, you know, 
I don't know how you would price that out, but I know it was very, very expensive and you would not just run over because you felt it. If you had six minutes, you had to get it done, you know, at that time within six minutes. So there was still some, you know, some thought that had to go into it for sure. From a, uh, an agent standpoint, I know we've talked about that before that it's not exactly like it is these days. Would, would you be assigned a referee ahead of time? Uh, and, and what communication, if any, would you have with him before you got in the ring? Uh, yeah, we would have a ref and he would come over and, you know, you'd have a Okay. What's going on? You know, da, 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 da. What are you guys going to do? You know, we got so many minutes. You didn't have agents. You didn't have, you know, producers and all that. It was on the talent and, you know, it was up to you to get your, your stuff done, get it properly, get your story told. And, uh, and then the designated time that was given you that, that was on the talent. It wasn't up to anybody else. And the referee was basically there just to, you know, complete the finish or count the guy out or whatever it was, that was his role and nothing more, but you know, let's just say that the show was running heavy. The referee could come find you and say, Hey, you guys had eight minutes. Now you have six and give you a little bit of warning. Did you have some sort of floor manager who would be sending some sort of time cues to the referee or you guys, we've heard stories of, I think in, uh, in this era, the WWF, someone at the ring ringside area, maybe the bellkeeper or somebody would, uh, would put a pencil in his mouth. Other times we heard about guys who would wave the tie. Did that exist here in TBS? I think those, those days were gone. That did exist. Um, it absolutely did. Uh, guys would get caught up, especially on lot like live events is where it would happen more. So, I mean, most guys that were professionals knew if they took advantage and exceeded their TV time and cut into another guy's TV time, that was a real heated issue because that was your money. That was how you got over, you know, it wasn't something that you took lightly, but if you were supposed to go, 10, 12, 15 minutes in a house show. And now you're at the 25 minute mark, just because you're having fun. A Grizzly Smith would come down with a pencil in his mouth or wiggle in his tie or whatever it may be in that particular territory or the guy running the show in other companies say it was a Bob Roop, you know, would just go to the curtain and, maybe even send a referee indiscreetly down to the ring just to buzz the other ref. Hey, let's, let's get it moving. Guys are running over there. There were, there were ways of communicating. So you set up the, uh, the arm and, uh, tagging Oli. Oli comes flying off the top. Let's take a listen to the replay. We take a look once again at Oli Anderson coming out of the time rope and down he goes. The national tag team champions are the winners. And of course that set up, uh, a submission win for Ole. man. We've talked about that a lot. It is a hallmark of the Andersons. We take a body part and we render it useless. Usually that's the arm and we're routinely seeing Ole win on TV with a, a standing arm bar guys submitting. And let's talk about those guys who are submitting. You know, I know in the big arena shows, sometimes there would be separate dressing rooms. So the heels on one side and the baby faces on the other, not only separate dressing rooms, but separate entrances. What if you could pay off all your credit card debt, a home equity line of credit, and knock eight years off of your loan? It sounds too good to be true, but Save with Conrad can do it for you. 
Seriously, that's an actual story from someone who listens to this podcast just like you. If you have a home equity line of credit, if you're in a 30-year loan, or you've got credit card debt, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much. Just ask Selby in North Carolina. We hooked them up. They left us a five-star review and had this to say. Jimmy and Jennifer were great to work with. We knocked eight years off our mortgage and paid off our home equity loan and credit cards. Would recommend them to everyone. And right now, we can help more families than ever before. We're licensed in more than 40 states. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't save you some cash, we won't waste your time. Seriously, the worst case scenario is you spend 10 minutes and we give you the peace of mind that you've got the best deal for your family. That's what my family wants to do for you right now over at SaveWithConrad.com. But what if we could knock eight years off your loan? Think about that. You know to the penny what your house payment is. Now multiply it by 12 payments a year times eight years. That's our gargantuan sum of money. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. That's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Find out how you can do it right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. So, as we've heard as wrestling fans, you would have a referee who would try to communicate with both locker rooms and carry finishes back and forth, I think is the phrase that they would use. But my question, I guess, is what does that look like on a TV day? I've been led to believe that sometimes it's not like you guys were uh, quote unquote booking the enhancement talent. They just show up looking for work and you know what you got when you get there. Do you have any communication with those guys ahead of time? Sometimes, sometimes it would just be the referee would carry them the finish. You know, there was nothing really to talk about. It was, if there was any conversation, it would just simply be, Hey, you know, this is the time we've got. I'll go ahead and tell you in advance. We need to look strong. We're working with Slater and, and uh, you know, Buzz Sawyer. So, you know, just to let you know up front, not being a dick here, but I need to get my shit in. And sometimes you would not say that. You would, It would just be implied, and the guys that were there were smart enough to know they were there to enhance us. And that was their goal for the day. That was their job description of the day. And very seldom would you have anyone that, that wanted to push the envelope and uh, let's just say, try you. It's a fascinating time to be a wrestling fan. And I can only imagine what it must be like to be in the business. You know, people always uh, talk about how all oh, the business has changed. I'm talking 2020 now. 2021, in fact, but, oh, it's not like it used to be. And, you know, these guys need to slow down just the evolution of everything that has changed in professional wrestling, but the business was already changing here in 85 from the way it was, you know, gosh, not even 10 years prior, five years prior, right? Well, you had, you had more action and, and even if it was in the form of a, you know, double drop kick. By the Rock and Roll Express. That was up a level from, you know, what guys had done in the past. And you looked at the fact that guys were not all monsters. There were some guys coming along that were smaller, Midnight, Rock and Roll. You know, Buddy Landell was certainly no monster. There was new talent coming along, you know, that uh, were changing the face of, 
of what was believable and credible and, you know, a lot more, uh, let's just say, now you started to have some extraordinary bodies show up, you know, the Nikita Koloffs and, you know, wouldn't be too long before the Lugers and, and the Billy Grahams and all these guys were just phenomenal. You know, Jimmy Snooker, I know we're getting a little bit off course here, but just, just telling you that these type guys were starting to show up. There were different animals that were appearing as a professional wrestler from what it had been in, let's just say the seventies. It's interesting to take a look at this era and think about with the context of 2021, what all's different. Uh, here's an example on June 29th, you guys are running Augusta, Georgia. Once again, it's Dick Slater and Buzz Sawyer taking on Ole and Arn Anderson in the semi-main event. But two days later on June 30th, 1985, Cody Rhodes is born and knowing what's going on now in 2021 with AEW and that you guys are back together. And of course, all the tangled webs that the roads and the Andersons would weave as a part of that four horsemen storyline here in the next coming years. It, I can't, I can't look at that and not smile and think about boy, if we only knew back then, if we were to go back and talk to Marty Lundy here on June 30th, 1985 and say, see that baby dusty's gotten that picture right there. One day you're going to, uh, walk to the ring with him. That's, that's cool, man. He's going to be my boss. <laughs> that baby right there one day is going to tell you what to do. I got no problem him being my boss or Dustin for that matter. Uh, you know, it's, it's, if you go back and look at the crocodiles and we take wrestling out of it for just a moment during during that year period, you know, it's like Cody was born. My son, Barrett, my oldest was born, you know, somewhere in there, Charlotte Flair was born. There were a lot of babies that were born that are now in the business. Yeah. And the thing is, it was such a, I can't tell you what a family atmosphere it was, you know, amongst teams. I mean, the four horsemen reason it worked well is cause we were friends and we trained together and we traveled together and we had a few brewskis together and, you know, we would go to the lake together or we'd go to Rick's and lay out by the pool together. And, you know, the rock and roll express, they were friends, you know, and dusty and Magnum, they were like, like father and son, you know, it, it was a close knit group in those days. And, uh, Jim Crockett promotions as a whole, because it, this thing was getting ready to pop and it was starting to be, you know, catch on, like we used to call it on fire and all these, you know, more talent was coming in at these times and freshening everything up. And it was just one of those deals that you felt this thing is percolating and it is fixing to pop. And just one of the things that was going on was, all the wives were having babies. All the all the guys were buying houses, and that would be start to come the, within the next year. You know, when business would get on fire. But you know, it just was a family setting, and you were achieving all these things together, and you could feel it. And you, it was a family atmosphere, and you were drawing money together. 
your lives were intertwined and it was just, uh, it was a different feel because now, you know, guys that work for an individual company, whether it's WWE or AEW, they all live all over the country. Everybody lived in Charlotte and that gave it, that was, you know, Charlotte was home and for everybody and everybody was operating in and out of Charlotte. So just had a different feel to it. Well, uh, I got to ask, and this is what everybody wants to know. Going back to our old format of the show. What's your go-to red lobster meal? Uh, I want to say a broiled fisherman's platter. Okay. And, uh, you know, we're talking about all things Arn Anderson in 85. How did the misses take to your, uh, interesting lifestyle, your interesting way of life. Is she making these shows with you? Are you keeping her at home? Is she developing friendships with some of the other wrestlers or some of the other wrestler wives, but give me something about this new fast living lifestyle that she's signed up for and sees going on all around. Well, you know, in those days guys were, you know, most of them who had came to Charlotte were getting apartments. You know, they weren't buying homes yet. Uh, it was one of those deals that if you didn't know now, uh, I have to go back and check the records yet, but we hadn't gotten our first apartment in Charlotte yet together, something that would be livable for Aaron and I. So most, most guys were getting apartments with a six month lease just so, because the fact was every single day up and back, you would drive to the towns. Nobody would stay over. It doesn't matter how late because the only way to get your, your money in order is you had to have one single place to live and you had to commute back and forth unless it, it warranted a plane ticket which the office paid for anyway. But, you know, when you're driving back and forth in the territories, even though it might be 340 miles each way, you wouldn't stay over because now you're paying for two places and you want to get back to see your girlfriend or your wife or, or whatever that may be, you know, you're back and forth. The time you would spend with uh, if you already had children or your family or your wife or your girlfriend, would be from, you know, probably nine or 10 in the morning until you would leave for the town, which would usually be uh, anywhere between two o'clock and four o'clock. So that was your time you got to spend together. Plus you had to get to the gym and work out on top of that. And any errands that you had to run, uh, that's, that's what you did. It was crowding a lot of family time into uh, a very short time and it was hard you know we've heard arn say that uh, wearing a fedora back in the day was heat well heat with me is not going to geico.com what are you waiting for you're throwing your money away and you can save when you bundle at geico.com such an interesting uh, life that you guys have lived together and what a success story you know, there's not a lot of, uh, wrestling marriages that, that can make it from 85 to 2021. It's a short list. You could probably count it on one hand, right on. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. And, and the fact was, you know, you were taken, it was just like Aaron. I took her, you know, out of Pensacola and brought her to a new place. She had never, you know, lived anywhere except her mom's home. And 
now she's got to be the uh, the head of the household, and she's got to do all those things, pay bills, and you know everything that uh, the head of the household does. Because all we had time to do in those days, literally, and this was not a misuse of time, but you had time to get up, uh, get to the gym because that was mandatory. That was every day, get to the gym and then travel to the town, wrestle and then travel back and do it all, you know, all over again the next day. And, uh, the wives, if, if you were on the road and the dishwasher blew up or something broke or whatever the deal was, the car broke down, they had to figure out a way to do it. And there weren't cell phones back then. You couldn't just pick up, you know, the cell phone and go, Hey, I'm stuck over here on South Boulevard and the cars broke down. What do I do? You know, it put a lot of responsibility on the wives. They are the unsung heroes or girlfriends for that matter. Whoever was, you know, the head of the household, they had a lot to do in those days and they didn't have a lot of help. Uh, thank God AAA came along and you could at least, if you broke down, contact somebody to come help you. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people didn't get phones, you know, when they first got to town because there was a lot of, a lot of bills when you moved to a place for the first time in a different state. You got, you know, you got to pay to get your water cut on. You got to pay to get your electric bill cut on. You got all these things. If you didn't bring furniture with it, with you, like, like us, I had never bought furniture before. Right. You know, that's things that people never think about. I showed up in Charlotte with, with, uh, my clothes, you know, about five, 600 bucks in my pocket, you know, and, uh, and my vehicle. And that was about it. And you had to add everything once you got there. Talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, how communication was back then. I know this seems silly, but in 85, there weren't cell phones. I mean, unless you're like Gordon Gecko or something. So uh, do you have some sort of routine where as soon as you get to the hotel, you're going to, you check in and call the wife or after the matches, you hit a gas station, pick up a six pack and throw a couple quarters in the pay phone. What does that look like? Because I'm sure you've got a wife pacing the floor. Where is he? Is he okay? Is he hurt? Is he safe? Was there a car? Wreck? I mean, there's a lot of concerns for, well, not just a young wife, any wife. Well, you would learn, you know, before Aaron got there, I, you know, made a lot of towns and a lot of trips and the drivable ones out of Charlotte, but you know, after you had made one once or twice, and remember those were weekly bi-weekly shows, some of them. I knew exactly how long it would take door to door to drive to say Greenville, South Carolina and back. And you would just tell them before you left, Hey, I'm, you know, uh, I'll be back at one o'clock around one o'clock because you knew how long that trip took. And that included a beer stop. And that included any stops that you have might have to make. Uh, if it was a longer trip and you would basically just communicate that, Hey, I'll be home about this time. And you got it down to a science to where you would be home at about that time. As you've probably picked up by now, Arn was putting over a lot of people back in the day, uh, but not as often as we're putting over Geico. Ha <laughs> ha. Gotcha. Go save some money at Geico.com. You'd be glad you did. Uh, that, that was easy to measure. Um, as far as those type drives, 
occasionally there would be, you know, something where a guy would break down. And that's why it was so important. It was like a standard rule in, in the business. If, if you're going down the road and you see a car on the side of the road broke down, you slowed down for every single car to look almost if you had to come to a stop to see who was in that car to make sure it wasn't one of the boys. And that was just a, a standard rule. You looked after each other that way. And that was kind of the only fail safe that we had. There were no cell phones, like you said, and all that. There was no communication. It was just before I left, hey, I'll be be back. And then when you would get to the town that night, if you were going to hook up with somebody else, you know, the next night to ride, you would say, hey, I'll meet you over on So-and-so. Billy, Billy Graham at a certain time. It's, uh, it's interesting to think about, you know, how much is changing in your real life, you know, not just professionally, but personally, I'm wondering about the crossover when some of the other guys in that you're sharing a locker room and a ring with are hearing, Hey, you're getting married. What, uh, what advice are they giving you about how to survive a marriage in wrestling? Cause I'm sure there's a couple of folks who have, uh, learned some lessons the hard way. Oh yeah. But you know what? You, if you didn't know guys well enough then to have, and you, and some guys, you, even though you were partners for a year or two years, you never got personal enough or close enough that you had those conversations. That was kind of like overstepping the boundaries. You know what I mean? If, if there's a guy that I've only known a few months and, or a few weeks for that matter. And, you know, I say it, and you wouldn't normally bring it up, you know, that, Hey, I'm fixing to get married unless it was someone that was close to you, but you know, them offering their opinion on your personal life in those days really wasn't accepted. And it wasn't something that, that I like to get involved in another guys. It, it might've been, you know, if he brought it up, all I would say was, Hey, congratulations. And that's it. And a lot of guys did that. You kind of tried to keep your family time and your family separate from the business. Uh, I, I did, um, even from a guy like flair in 85, I know y'all are going to become best of friends, but that's even predating this. You think, well, that's a little different, you know, because he was my confidant and he was the guy that at that point had been responsible for, for making this happen. A lot of it, you know, as far as getting the ball rolling and I could talk to him about, you know, some personal stuff at that time that, but it, it was more about, you just didn't bring it. Your personal business had nothing really to do with your, your, your business life. Uh, you conducted yourself as a businessman and, uh, you know, that was it. You separated the two. Cause it, it is, it's, it's hard. Like I said, if you take a, a, a young lady that away from home and she's been gone for the first time and you take her to a separate area of the country, or sometimes it was to the world, you would, you know, if Australia was hot and you were leaving, you were going to be there for a year or something, you, you took them with you. So there were a lot of changes and a lot of things that, that, uh, that they had to adapt to in those days. And it was hard. It was very difficult. A lot of people did not sign up for that and, uh, relationships didn't last. 
Well, our relationship is going to last and, uh, we're going to get to uh, next week before we know it, it's going to be July of 1985 and man, we're going to start hot Greenville, South Carolina. It's a 10 team battle Royal for $50,000. And I'm sure that's a shoot. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> If you told me I won that, I'm really going to be hot because I still ain't got that 50 grand. Damn it. Stay tuned next week. We're going to keep the story going as we journey through July of 1895 with your favorite and mine. It's Arn. Want to know what makes my day? Reading the reviews from SaveWithConrad.com. John in Lincoln, California left us a five-star review that said this was the easiest and most professional loan company we've ever worked with. Larry, Philip, and Holly were professional and friendly, making sure we understood every step of the process and answering all of our questions in a timely manner. We knocked one and a half points off of our interest rate, took cash out to pay down debt and repairs, and our payment didn't increase. Amazing team, amazing experience. Thank you. No, thank you, John. I appreciate the kind words. Here's the thing, man. We want to get you the best rate possible, but more importantly, we want to set you up for those long-term goals. Don't you want to pay your house off faster? Wouldn't it be cool to do it with cheaper monthly payments? If you've got debt, it's up to you how you pay it back. At SaveWithConrad.com, my family will help your family do just that. We're going to get you the best rate possible, the greatest tax deduction possible, get you out of debt as fast as possible with the cheapest monthly payments possible. And it's all possible at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Seriously, get yourself a quick quote right now. We're routinely helping our listeners save 60, 70, 80, even $100,000 worth of unnecessary interest. But how much can you save? Find out right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? driver? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.